go. Thank you, Miss Robot Lady. Welcome to the Noise Brigade. I am Bobby. He is Tom. And today we're going to talk about the XFL. Not just the first version, not just the second version, but the upcoming third version as well. Tom, how the hell are you? I'm doing just fine, my friend. Uh, the uh, You threw this one out to do the XFL, and I thought that was really uh, cool because, um, and we'll talk about, you know, like you said, all three iterations of it. But uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that I think could have really been something initially and the second time and maybe third time's a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm hoping that the third time with the backing, the person backing it, and we'll get into it. um, I don't think it's any big state secret, but uh, we'll, we'll hold that until we get to right and we'll, we'll talk about the successes and failures of the first and second go arounds too um because there are some you know legacy type things that carried through uh to the nfl even yeah and then just some really interesting players and notes that you know not just out of the first one but the second one too and 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 hopefully we can uh you know see some some fun things that uh we i think you and i both saw at the second version kind of rekindled here in the third version and, and hopefully we can kind of just you know catch lightning in a bottle and go with it yeah absolutely uh and i think if there's any time if there's any kind of appetite for this it would be now um you know now the the new one and, and we'll get into it it's not starting for a little bit but uh you know i think it's going to be very interesting when it comes back and uh but let's let's we're getting way ahead of ourselves Let's talk about the original, the XFL version 1.0. What was your what was your your biggest uh, memory from it? Anything, anytime I hear the original version of the XFL, the first thought that pops in my head is he hate me. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, uh, how can you not have that in your head? Um, and not just because you end up playing with the Eagles, you know, right? Um, but seriously that that has to be the the big one um but really the the other big thing for me and and really the launch year was 2001 and at that time if you're unfamiliar with it uh the wrestling industry kind of uh came together if you will uh vince's wwf had bought wcw and also had taken and uh acquired ECW all, all in a stretch of a few months there in early 2001. However, it was also the first year that, well, the launch year of the XFL. So my big thing kind of takeaway was he conquered Vince conquers wrestling the same year. He launches the XFL and did it last. Let's find out. So what about you? What were your big takeaways on, uh, What's your initial thoughts when you hear it? So it made me like a a, a Texas team, uh, which I, I did not like um, because I hate Texas. Uh, but it, it, or actually, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it didn't. So Stone Cold's team was it Vegas or was it San Antonio? Mm, I believe it was the Las Vegas Outlaws. There we go. Okay, cool. So I still don't like it. 
I still yeah, there were things. there were no Texas teams in the first iteration. So what I so then what I'll say is uh, my you know my my initial and what I remember is like you said you know he hate me Rod Smart the the nicknames on the back um, I'll always remember sitting in the living room of my parents' house watching the initial primetime game and I, I'm pretty sure it was the first game that was played and you know the the outlaws were playing and I don't remember who they were playing but Stone Cold was there and I remember him in the jersey and I remember the the opening kickoff and, and instead of a coin toss they did a scrum like in rugby but it was only one on one and it was just I remember being like man this I really want this to be cool I really want to like this and then watching it and just not being invested in it at all. And I, I just couldn't put my finger on it, but I, I was not enjoying watching it. Yeah. Um, I, no, I, I, I completely agree. Um, and you made it, you made that comment too about the rugby like scrum for the ball, um, except the fact being one-on-one instead of the traditional coin toss, um, you know, that, I felt the same exact way. You know, I thought this was something that was unique um, for American football. Uh, I thought it was going to be really cool. And it turns out not every idea that you put on paper translates well to the field. Right. <laughs> that I was mean, one and, of them. you know, and, and to that point, the football, the football looked undeniably cool. Yes, it, it did. A black football with a red X and silver stripes. And I remember selling them at Dick's Sporting Goods because I was working there at the time. And I just, I couldn't picture, and I still can't picture, trying to catch that at a night game against a black sky, trying <laughs> to pick up a black football as a receiver or even a defensive back or anything. Because, I mean, I've, you know, I've caught footballs at night and it's already hard enough. Trying to do it with a black football? no there's why are you making it that much i mean i get it because let's face it the xfl was a distillation of every quote-unquote extreme thing from the 90s and 2000s so i you know i had (laughs) i'd written a little note here it was like jenko's mixed with new metal mixed with bleached hair mixed with shit and (laughs) the one thing i forgot to throw in there was creed um (laughs) you know it was they were trying so hard to be this, this new, this new edgy NFL, because that's what, you know, this was the tail end of the attitude era and they were still, you know, WWF at the time or yeah, they were still WWF at the time. Yeah. Um, You know, Vince was trying to push hard for that 18 to 35 demographic and the next logical extension of that is an extreme football league, which that's in case, you know, you dear listeners didn't know that that's why it was called the XFL. Um, So it it was just, they tried too much, too hard um, to make it different from the NFL. And there was a lot that fell flat, but like you said, there was a lot that, that actually has managed to weave its way further into football. Yeah, you, you made a comment, and I, I want to – I'll read. I thought this was really cool. So you made a comment about, you know, the camera all over the field – or over the field, and which, you know, kind of looking back and forth, the, the sky cam, if you will, 
it was not, you know, first used in the XFL, but it was popularized in the XFL, in my opinion. And there was a, a, an interesting note, though. Um, the XFL uh, kind of folded, and the Skycam um, was then adopted by the NFL's broadcasters. Um, and obviously, you know, we all know how popular that's, that's come in use. Um, but this was, I thought this was kind of cool, noting some of the camera stuff is the NBC in particular switched back to the XFL camera angles in 2017 when traditional cameras were too far away to cut through thick fog and smoke on some of the Sunday night football games that year. That part's cool enough, but then the response on that was so positive that the network opted to use two of its Thursday night football games to experiment with intentionally broadcasting most of the, most of the game through that angle. So it's cool that all those years later, they kind of were like, you know what? And, and, and obviously NBC in particular, because they were the 50, 50 partner, you know, so they, they kind of had this in their back pocket already. Um, and I think that's, that is a nice little legacy note is that, yeah, they may not have been the first, but they've definitely popularized it enough to where the NFL was like, you know what, we can use this. And boy, have they ever, because I think every single game I turn on, there's some insane use of the sky cam and, you know, they're showing, you know, how different plays are being run or, you know, hey, how about that? You know, this is the difference with this RPO and all this stuff. And it's, you know, made possible by the sky cam. It's pretty cool. Right. And and I always call it, wow, you hear my voice crack on that? <laughs> Guess where we really are back in the 90s. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I always called it the Madden cam and I, I've never really enjoyed it, you know, which is funny as, you know, as much as I play 2K which uses the exact same camera. I've never enjoyed it for watching football. Now I, I prefer it to the, to the side scrolling. Like we watch football, which is Tecmo Super Bowl style. Um, but you know, I I've just, I've never really liked the behind the behind the quarterback thing. Just like, I don't like when in the NHL, you know, the NHL has adopted that too from time to time where they'll, they'll do the, you know, the behind the skater, camera and i don't really like that too much it's it's cool for replays when you're you're watching a great save or like a check in the corner or something like that but it, i hate it for live action i much prefer you know the horizontal screen to the vertical right yeah and i think that goes with a lot of things i know you know obviously xfl was you know half by the wwe and you know they had tried different things over the years you know with like putting the the cameras in the ring posts and you know those sorts of things and you know yeah does it make for a cool picture or something here and there it does but at the end of the day you know you kind of like watching that traditional hard camera you know that's what you're used to right um but the um the thing i i will say too and you made a note too and you've already talked about it and we've said this with he hate me um the jersey nicknames and uh i, I know you were not a fan no, and, and I'm looking through your your uh, list here, the 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 one you uh, sent to me. And good God, some of these are fantastic. <laughs> Chuck wagon, yes, Chuck uh, wagon. The the Asian um, cornerback or defensive back named Samurai. <laughs> like I feel like that's I, at least he was Asian. Like Death Blow. I mean, some yeah, of these sound like names that Vince would would make like wrestlers use oh yeah yeah like the one named tater yeah all, all i could think of was uh festus yes yeah oh no dude <laughs> absolutely 
uh, I mean, we have the truth. So there's our truth represented. Um, D-Day, Big Merc, who looks like <laughs> now. So, all right. So let me describe this picture to you. So Big Merc. And well, no, I guess that's probably not him considering he's holding a beer. But OK, so this dude, it, this dude that they have pictured for Big Merc is wearing a homemade number 69 jersey and wearing what can only be described as what looks like a clan like like <laughs> half of a clan mask so he's got i guess it's a cone or something on top of his head it's orange and it has like the cloth that comes down off of the cone and it goes just over his eyes and around his head so the nose is sticking out and it's got eye holes. I do. I really, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and it looks like he might have a cape on too. Like, I don't know what the hell this guy was and why, but I'm glad they put his picture in this, even though it wasn't <laughs> the dude. I mean, like I said, I can't, maybe it was, maybe this is Ron Merkerson of the, the New York, New Jersey hitmen. Um, but he's also wearing, he's wearing a, a Jersey that says rage on it. So I'm not thinking he is. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, my my actual knowledge of knowing uh, that had to be a fan, right? I I would have to imagine. I mean, because I'm looking at this one where this dude's name was Super C. So, you know, shout out to Super Contra for the Super NES. Um, and the picture with it has somebody with Austin on the back of their jersey and then shows the previously mentioned Rod Smart with he hate me on the back of his jersey so i'm thinking they didn't show and obviously okay so big daddy is just two pics is a picture of two xfl footballs so i'm assuming that they're not just showing the players no no the uh the funny thing though what i liked about this uh, is is it's old fox sports article but like going back to big merc they they have the sounds like things on on some of these Mm -hmm. Uh, actually on all of them and his is Big Merc, Call of Duty expansion map with only grenade launchers. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Chronic Y2K1. So, sounds like the file you downloaded on LimeWire that was supposed to be the new Dr. Dre album. Yeah, it's so good. So, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. And, I mean, looking back, you know what? It added a, a dimension of, you know, personality to the league and, right. and maybe... maybe say, oh, you know what? I don't really have any favorites. Well, this guy's got a cool nickname on the back of his jersey, so I like that dude. Like, I can't tell you how many people fell in love with Rod Smart after seeing He Hate Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, and here's the thing. You know, whether whatever the however controversial that was, having those on there, and especially whatever, you know, he had on there with He Hate Me, you know what? I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I would remember him for that, more so than his time with the Panthers, the Eagles, or, you know, wherever else he played in the NFL. Um, seriously. I mean, that's, that's simple as that, you know? Yeah. It, um, and speaking of him, like some other notable players, the interesting thing with him, XFL, if I read correctly, had a draft of like 400 plus players and he was taken number 357th, which <laughs> is pretty remarkable considering how popular he ended up getting. Yeah. Um, this one surprised me. This is, you know, obviously probably the most famous notable player that came out of that first iteration of the XFL is Tommy Maddox. Um, he ended up being the XFL league MVP. And obviously he ended up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
uh, later on. He led them to the playoffs. But this was interesting, and, and I still don't know because I've looked over several websites to try to figure this out. And I just I, it, it's hard because there's not a whole lot of information on these things. Um, in fact, from what I gather, like the entire XFL draft thing that's even out there online isn't even complete. Um, I could be wrong in saying that, but it's it's interesting. But so for Tommy Maddox, from what I understand, was not even taken in the XFL draft. He ended up being signed by the Los Angeles Extreme just based solely on his experience. Hmm. But the funny thing was is that he beat Scott Milanovic for the starting quarterback position, even though Scott was the person taken number one overall in the XFL draft. Which shows you exactly what kind of a crapshoot <laughs> it was. Exactly. Exactly. That's I crazy, thought, though. That's absolutely crazy. I had no idea. I read that tonight and was like, wow, that's insane. But then, of course, it made a lot of sense afterward. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny, too, um, to, to just circle back to Rod Smart real quick. So, oh, and actually Tommy Maddox. They're both in NFL 2K5. Yeah, it's funny. Dude, it's, it's funny you say that because I was trying to find anybody that was in, like, Tecmo Super Bowl um, that would have been in that 2001 XFL and I'm sure there's somebody, um, but I could not find anybody. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting to see because it's funny. There are there's actually I think what is there like maybe three or four people who were in Tecmo Super Bowl and in two K five. Yeah, and that makes sense because they're 14 years apart. So probably what a couple of kickers and a punter and something. Yeah, else. yeah. It was like yeah. um, I think Morton Anderson. Anderson, yeah, he played for like. 58 years uh, <laughs> i think jeff i think jeff fiegels and yeah Sean he landetta yep two punters yeah Kicker. so yeah. Uh, yeah i can't imagine there's any actual position players it's not like tom brady was playing back then uh, now i was looking at like some of the higher end drafted like vaughn dunbar was drafted high in the xfl draft and he was taken in like the 92 nfl draft so he would have missed out um, but I went on some other ones. Like, here's another one. This was interesting, too. Uh, another notable player, Jim Druckenmiller, who shows up on that list uh, that we just talked about as a nickname on his back of his jersey as Druck. Um, and I'm only going to list him as notable because he was drafted in the first round in the 97 NFL draft uh, to be the successor to Steve Young. Right. Which is insane because that certainly didn't work out. <laughs> right, exactly. And he'll, I'll always remember him because I always thought his name, and I, I still, when I say his name, I don't say Druckenmiller. I say Drunkenmiller because that's what I thought it was for the longest time. Was I thought his <laughs> name was Jim Drunkenmiller. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jim Drunkenmiller. And people are like, no, you idiot. It's, it's Druckenmiller. <laughs> oh. Which is you know certainly um, not out of the realm of possibility either, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, <laughs> hey, you saw him play. I, I wouldn't have put. I wouldn't have doubted that he wasn't drunk when he played, based on his yeah. performance. So, you know. Yeah, and um, and 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 re reason why I say that, and um, you know, he was uh, charged in a bar brawl in like 1996. Oh no, <laughs> so, dude, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> That's probably where I got it from. Was some some writer probably jokingly named like put his name in an article as Jim Drunkenmiller after that. And so that's okay. Maybe that's, maybe I'm not just an idiot. Maybe I actually read it somewhere. So 
I'm going to go that route. But there's a couple other notables. And there's plenty more notables. These are the ones that stick out in my head. Corey Ivey, um, you know, ended up being a, a pretty pretty good cornerback in the NFL. But the uh, one that really sticks out to me, and this is more of a personal thing, because the, uh, when I first started really watching um, a little bit of college football, and I've never been a big college football person, but I remember watching um, the Seminoles play. And the first time I remember them playing – uh, Casey Weldon was the quarterback and you know because that was then that era where you know he ends up almost winning the Heisman but of course Desmond Howard is like you know amazing <laughs> and he ends up winning it so Weldon's like really close but then so Weldon ends up in the in the um, XFL um, uh, over the years and then of course he's uh, obviously been in the NFL as well but I thought that was cool like it was pretty neat to to uh, see uh, him on it because I'd, I'd forgotten um, you know, I had to look that up and was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he really was there, wasn't he? So yeah, he's just one more of a personal thing because I just remember, you know, when I was a kid, you know, him, uh, you know, one of the first times I can remember knowing a name that wasn't an NFL name. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, I know this college player. <laughs> like I was expanding my horizons. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. Um I feel like that was the one year that I um, I'm trying to think if that was the year that they played Penn state. And I watched that. I, I could not tell you. It's very possible um, that I, I just remember watching them maybe once or twice and maybe because they were on more national television because, you know, back right. then it wasn't like you, you had a whole lot of choices really for, not like you had, you know, 17 ESPNs and all these different college sports networks. So you mean you there know, was no ESPN eight, the Ocho? No, no, nor, nor were there, there was no uh, office sports network. That's, oh. uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. I like that. It's a call back to Terry Tate fans out there. Yes. Terry Tate <laughs> office linebacker. <laughs> um, did you, anyone else like of note, like NFL or otherwise? Do you recall in the first version of the XFL? No, and, and I'll be honest, man. Like I remember watching the first, you know, the first game, and and after it didn't really catch my interest, I just kind of it was background noise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was working at Dick Sporting Goods, so I was watching ESPN all the time, um, and I know I caught some glimpses here and there, but it wasn't anything that I really paid too much attention to. And then I went to um, I went to basic training that year, so I missed you know, a good portion of, of any of it. So, right. uh, yeah, no, I, I don't have much more on it either. Um, I, I do, I do think it was cool that initially they had a, a pregame show uh, very early on with Opie and Anthony, who you and I were both big fans of at the time. Um, and then they did have some interesting broadcasters uh, with Jesse Ventura and Jim Ross of wrestling fame. And then they brought in Mike Adamley. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mike Adamley of American Gladiators fame and then just general sports and uh, obviously of his we're sensational gonna, run on. We're yeah. going to ignore his wrestling career. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then also Matt Baskersian, who uh, I, I know that name has to resonate with some people because if, especially if you know any sports video games, he's yes. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, dude, honestly, the only thing I can place Matt Baskersian from 
was those um it was before the, before it was MLB the show the Sony um baseball game i remember the commercials and and him being one of the announcers i can't remember what the heck it was called yeah he's he's to me he's most well known for that um and then thick buckets was a broadcaster too he's always a fun one um but yeah that, that's pretty much it and then guess what fast forward after that folded it didn't last but one year we had a reboot in the worst possible year yes <laughs> You know, so obviously, you know, like anything in 2020 that that was supposed to be good, it got ruined. Um, and it was what's sad is it actually between that and the the All-American Football League. It was a good year for football until, you know, COVID killed everything yeah. because both of the leagues were actually doing fairly well and they were actually putting on decent football. But with COVID and everything else, they just they folded because there was no money coming in and they didn't have any way to support their product anymore. Um, now, according to Jonathan Coachman, um, Vince did his his XFL people extremely dirty, um, left a lot of them unpaid. He still apparently owes coach money. Um, and there's, you know which you, you hate to see not only because these people deserve to be paid for their money or, you know, for their work, but WWE also in the midst of all of this, um, Vince made record profits in 2020, despite cutting. I don't remember how many people, but you know, we've discussed all of the people who were cut by WWE and all of the stuff and how they still made record profits and even if they would have kept all those people, still would have made record profits. But they're not paying. Pe- Vince isn't paying people, even though he's making money hand over fist. WWE. Yeah, it, it's a real shame, and no, I, I completely agree with your assessment on those. You know, the additional football leagues that your XFL 2.0, whatever you want to call it, and it was the was the All American Football League, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah, man, and I, I watched. Um, uh, more of the XFL games than I did uh, the other one, um, but I did watch both. And yeah, it wasn't the NFL, uh, and certainly not, but it was entertaining. There were good games. Uh, there were solid play. Um, it, it reminded me of watching just some some good, solid college football. Um, you know, I, I can't say that I was uh, necessarily like, oh, I, I love this guy, and you know, I'm I'm a fan of this team, and. You know, I'm going to run out and get this shirt or, you know, that, that wasn't it. It was just nice to actually have football um, after like the NFL season was over. Right. Um, you know, especially because- after the season that, oh, no, no, that's right. Never mind. I was going to say, especially after the season we watched with the Eagles, but that was the 2020 NFL. Season. Right, right. So, you know, it was nice to have that. And then, of course, like you said, it just got all shut down, you know, and, you know, especially anything starting new, uh, basically to kind of, you know, you have a two, three years, however long it takes for you to get it going. And then all of a sudden it just, the brakes are just immediately pumped. And to be profitable to me, you'd have had to have gone into season two or three before you started turning anything. And that's if you were successful. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a shame. Um, and I, you know, you, you listed out some really interesting players here that that were in 2.0 of the xfl you want to you want to go through these 
Yeah, yeah. So I've got a list of five players here that are kind of names that that people may recognize. Um, so we've got Taylor Heinecke, which I know I did not pronounce that correctly. Uh, started for Washington. Um, you know, Mark Fitzpat or Ryan Fitzpatrick rather was brought in to be the the starting quarterback, but he got hurt. So Taylor has taken over, and so you know you've got a former starting quarterback in the XFL now starting quarterback for an NFL team. Um, along those same lines, we've got PJ Walker, who's a Temple grad. He's one of two former Owls playing in Carolina, which makes sense since Matt Rule, who was uh, both of their coaches at the time with Temple, is now the new coach of the Carolina Panthers, and he was the MVP of the NF or of the XFL. PJ Walker. He played very, he's played very well when he's come in. This is his second season with Carolina. Um, you know, Sam Darnold's down there. He had a, who, oh my God, did you see his stat line today? It was pretty darn good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had put in here that, you know, if Darnold doesn't improve this season, he, he could be replaced. After today's game, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to have an extremely long leash, um, considering his pedigree and everything. But, PJ Walker is a former player of Matt Rule, and so I wouldn't put it past him to, to stay with the team. Um, same goes for Colin Thompson, who's a tight end. Uh, he saw some decent playing time last year. He's a special teamer, and now, again, since Matt Rule's there, he might see some time on the field normally. Um, and Carolina kind of became – I don't want to say they became an XFL team, but they absorbed a lot of players from the XFL, uh, including free safety Kenny Robinson, um, again, another special teams player for the most part, uh, played, played a little bit on defense, but then we get to the one that I'm most interested in because I'm an Eagles fan. And, um, so this is gonna be Tyree Jackson. Now Tyree Jackson was a quarterback in, uh, in college and he was a quarterback in the XFL and the Eagles signed him to a futures contract back in January or December or sometime in the, in the winter, uh, to convert him to tight end. Now, dude's 6'7", gigantic target, soft hands, was really making some noise in the preseason. And then he unfortunately broke a bone in his back. So he's on IR. He's going to come back. Um, I could see him being either a long-term replacement for Zach Ertz or if they go a different direction and trade Dallas Goddard, who's looking for a new contract as well, um, I could see him being a replacement for Goddard. I'm bullish on him but at the same time i'm also a little bit worried that you know he i want to see what he can do um since he got hurt before we could see him in real game action right no i agree and being you know being that tall athletic uh just you know man could it be like the next antonio gates and and you know who i thought initially when i when i saw him play when i when i saw his stature and everything was tony gonzalez yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Another one. Yeah. That's uh, no. I'm excited too. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that um, as much as I love Zach Ertz, um, I would really like to hang on to Dallas Goddard. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, you know, part of me says keep Ertz to mentor Tyree Jackson. Um, you've got Jack Stoll on the roster as well, but you know Dallas Goddard, I think, has more long-term value to the team than, than uh, Zach Ertz at this point. And right. as much as I want to see him retire an Eagle, uh, I don't know if it's worth mortgaging the future, so to speak, um, 
by keeping, you know, by keeping Ertz and getting rid of Goddard right. in hopes that that uh, Tyree Jackson turns into the next superstar tight end. Exactly. All right. So we've gone through version one. We've gone through version two. Neither of those lasted. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and I thought whenever COVID hit, I thought the XFL was finally in the co- in the ground, in a coffin, never to be seen or heard from again. But guess what? We're back. We again. are. And guess, guess who owns back? it? <laughs> that would be uh, one. I don't know if anybody's heard of him. This is this is probably an obscure reference, you know, that our wrestling fans will get and nobody else, um, which means us. Uh, there's this guy named Dwayne Johnson. Apparently, he used to wrestle under the name The Rock. Have you ever heard oh, of him? Oh, yeah. He was a dude that was in uh, the Nation of Domination, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was – when he came out at first, he was the blue chipper, right? And everybody hated him, and they chanted, die, Rocky, die. And then um, – then he would join the nation of domination and, and I don't remember what happened to him after that though. I think he kind of faded into obscurity, didn't he? Yeah. I, I mean, I think he wrestled on a handful of pay-per-views or something, but uh, I don't think anyone's heard from him since. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a while since we heard from, from good old Rocky. Wow. So the rock, yes, that's that rock. Everyone um, now owns with a group of investors, not just him. Um, although he probably could just, have bought it with like the money yeah. in his back pocket. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the money that he just made off a of jungle cruise. He, exactly. he could have bought the XFL. Um, <laughs> but what do we call this one, man? Do it is it the the Dwayne of a new era? That was bad. Yeah, that was. Don't, say I, that. don't I, ever I feel, say that again. I feel bad. I you know, you should. I I do. I'm gonna. You know how I'm gonna punish myself? I don't know, but probably a lot of prayers. <laughs> I'm gonna drink a, a white claw. Oh boy! And make all of my <laughs> mildest dreams come true. Uh, uh, yeah, but you had a couple of other ones on here that are just as bad. Do you want to? You want to say those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we might as well since I, I'm, we're already going down that road. So, the rockening, you know, instead of the reckoning, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, the dwaining, which. I don't even know where the hell I came up with that one. That was just, it was, it's bad, man. These are all that bad. That sounds like something you'd see on Urban Dictionary. That waning. <laughs> dude, I will, I, I'm going to Urban Dictionary right now. I'm going to look this up because I'm sure dwaning is a thing. Like, and, and I'm hoping it's not just like somebody saying draining with a speech impediment. Like, <laughs> I, you know, um, Let's see. Let's see. Urbandictionary.com. Okay. Dwayneing. Mothman King. All right. So I got to read this because it's on here. So the first, so the, you know how they have like the, the, the word of the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's Mothman Kink. And we talked about the Mothman on one of our episodes. We did. Um, so the, the definition is the romantic and or sexual desire for a Mothman or moths in general. People with a Mothman kink love Mothman or moths, even to the point of sexual fantasies. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that's a thing. Let's look up Dwayneing now so that we can uh, <laughs> move on from this. Yeah, um, we, uh, we, we segued back into a uh, 
an old episode and then it got really weird. Yeah. See, we have better long-term storytelling than WWE. That's right. Um, no, it just comes up with, with Dwayne. So Jesus. So we're going to have to find a definition. So, I'm going to read the first two definitions and then I'm, and then I'm done with urban dictionary forever. Um, so the first one is someone the male gender, romantic, tall, dark, and handsome gentleman, hilarious, charming, good dancer and kisser, pretty much perfect guy. So then we go to the second one, which has a huge penis and usually has a girlfriend with a N and is very attractive. Oh, boy. I, I, I don't know what has a girlfriend with a N. So I'm assuming they mean the name starts with an N? With a name like Nancy? I, I or... guess. I don't know, man. You know what? I'm done with Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary, you're fired. Um, so anyway, let's get back to, to the topic at hand. All right, um, so back on the tracks here. Um, so yeah, so The Rock with a group of investors bought all the rights to the XFL, as you mentioned here. And you said that they were originally set to return next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But again, um, our lovely new friend COVID has decided to push that back until 2023 which is fine and i and here's my take on that um you want a good two three four even five years of like build up and getting this thing right um because look what happened before you know and i'm not saying that you know the second time wasn't necessarily anyone's fault that is what it is right but the first time like they tried to strike while the iron was hot uh, like you said, they tried too many different things. It didn't work. This 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 third time, uh, let's let's spend some time and get it right. So I think this is a smart move, regardless of COVID or otherwise. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what the the thing about the Rock is, you know, he's a lot of things. He is a smart businessman. He doesn't tie himself to things that fail. Aside from like the scorpion king um you know even his terrible movies still bring in money because he knows how to market himself and he's done such a good job building his brand and everything he touches at least has some kind of popularity has some kind of um has some kind of good outcome um as i stumble over my words like an idiot uh but it, they have some some modicum of success because right. that's he's very uh, methodical about what he does. And so for him to take over, I'd have to imagine that it's going to be at least a watchable, if not enjoyable league. Um, and I'm glad he's got the time to to work on it. Like you said, good. Give him more time because the more time he spends working on this and getting it set up and, and doing doing all the grunt work on it the better it's going to turn out in the end oh yeah look at the and the, like you said it too i think his 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 ability to cross connect and brand perfect example is his work with under armor and look at the branding there like you know no one else outside of michael jordan are selling their little branded logo on t-shirts for like 50 bucks right you know but he is and people are buying them like hotcakes you know right. So this, the, he's a smart man. You know, he understands a lot of the side. And this to me is the 
the best part about this. You mentioned this. The guy played football for a very prestigious school. Um, he has that experience. He also has a lot of entertainment experience, and I'm not just talking with the movies or, or whatever, but, you know, the XFL's, you know, birthplace, again, was was half, you know, the WWF, WWE, and, you know, well, that's where he kind of made his name. So he's got this well-rounded, um, like you said, that knowledge uh, about this. I'm really hoping, I really agree, I'm hoping this does something. But you may, you make a great comment, though, um, about this, you know, look, we tried it once, we tried it twice. Um, third time here, this isn't going to be a competitor, is it? No, 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 absolutely not. This is going to be a supplement. So one of the things that, you know, the other football leagues, part of the reason that they've played in the spring, in the late winter and spring, is because they didn't want to be seen as competition. NFL basically has a monopoly on professional football in the fall. And they know that. And so, number one, they don't want to piss off the NFL because you don't want to piss off the behemoth, right? They're not trying – the XFL, the AAF, or the AAF, they weren't trying to be direct competitors. They weren't trying to, um, you know, be the, be the big man on the block. They were just trying to be a supplement. They're basically, if you look at it through a baseball lens, they're essentially a minor league. They're, if you look at basketball, they're the, they're the D league. They're the developmental league. So these guys, what these leagues were trying to do is come in and be supplemental, be something additional that fans could watch that could hold them over until training camp started. And, you know, it picked up after the Super Bowl, and it was supposed to run until, and when was it supposed to run? Until May, April or May? Yeah, something like that. And, you know, they, so some of them, part of the reason why, they were using, um, you know, that time frame was because that's when the football stadiums were empty as well. You know, let's not look past that. Not only, right. not only were they not trying to be a direct competitor, they knew that nobody's, you know, they're not going to hold up a city like an NFL team to build a stadium. You know, nobody's building the, uh, trying to remember who was it, the Tampa Bay, what were they, the Tampa Bay Venom or Tampa Bay Cobras or whatever the hell they were. Nobody's building them a stadium, you know, so they've got to use existing infrastructure. So it would behoove them to not piss off the NFL in hopes that maybe they could possibly use their stadium. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's, but it's definitely not competition for the NFL. It, what it is, is something that could down the line end up helping them. And honestly, the XFL, I could see a point if it's run the way that I think the rock is going to run it, it's going to end up in five years time, very likely forming some kind of official affiliation with the NFL. That's my prediction. If it goes well, people are into it and it gets run the right way. It could be a, a legitimate developmental league for the NFL. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Um, because that's what the NFL really lacks. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, they're, they're, look, their semi-professional football has existed for decades. Um, we all know somebody that's played semi-pro football for some regional or city team or whatever. Um, you know, these, these are the type of things. However, 
they're not true developmentals or not true minor systems like baseball has or the NBA or even hockey. Right. Um, you know, the NFL truly lacks this. Yeah. They have practice squads and, and there's, there's these different things that they have. And but truth be told, a lot of players careers for Americanized football stop at college. The people that actually make it to play college football generally do not play that level of football ever again. Right. And so for there to be an existent league that you say, and I completely agree, is supplementary to the NFL, I just hope it lasts. I really do. Because it's one of those things they've tried over and over again. Um, one of these days we'll have to get into maybe a conversation about the USFL, even though that was kind of prior to our time. Right. But I think it would be a fun history lesson. Um, and some of these other things, the Arena Football League, I think, be another one that we can talk about. But to have a true supplement that's actually played like the NFL is, yeah, it, we need it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you could look. So, yeah, there's the, the Canadian Football League. But honestly, I mean, even with that, how many players from the Canadian Football League come to the NFL and actually have any kind of real success? Like, I can name a couple, but it's not it's not like happening every year. You know, it's not like teams are sending scouts up to the CFL and finding this hotbed of talent. Um, so, uh, I mean, Alex Alex Singleton for from the from the Eagles did it, but I couldn't tell you the last player besides him that came from the CFL and had any kind of success. Well, and here's the thing too. Even, even, even if there is a flux of people coming from the CFL, which we obviously both know that there isn't. Yeah, there probably are for like maybe, and I hate to be like this, but this is just the truth. Practice squad guys or the occasional, you know, second or third stringer comes in, those type of guys. No one in America is sitting here religiously watching Canadian football. Yeah, they're not. You know, I mean, and so to have a extra league that's not during the NFL season, yeah, I, I just really hope this goes. You know, we need it. Yeah. I mean, I like, I know that I've seen it on TV before, but I couldn't tell you where to watch it or when the Grey Cup happens or any of that stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I mean, and honestly, let's, let's, let's be real. You and I know that their trophy is called the Grey Cup because we're friggin' nerds. Who else, like, if you asked 100 people, 100 American football fans, if they knew what Canada's football championship was, how many, how many of them do you think would know? Yeah, no. I mean, that's it. Um, you know, look, I'm glad it exists. It yeah. gives more people a chance to play. But, and, and, you know, here's the thing, too. It's not like even in this day and age with all the streaming services and stuff, I I have a lot of the popular ones. It's not like I'm turning on and being like, you know what? I'm just going to throw on some CFL today. <laughs> watch, listen, I'm going to watch some CFL and I'm going to watch some curling. Yeah, it doesn't happen. No. You know? And I enjoy curling for the record. Yeah, but and I, and I, I enjoy football, but just not the yeah. CFL. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that note, before we offend any, uh, any more of our Canadian listeners or friends, uh, maybe we should cut it off. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um there's uh we just we just upset like uh do we have any canadian listeners no i i don't think so but i mean i 
I would I would welcome our Canadian friends to to listen and enjoy and see what the see what the noise is all about. See? <laughs> see what I did there? Playing to the demographic. All right, man. It's been fun. That it has. We have been the noise brigade. Until next time, have a good one. Later on. <laughs>